YouTube has absolutely been blowing my mind. Now, if you've been paying attention during the pandemic, you know it's been the year of tech stocks. We've seen Facebook explode, Shopify become the biggest company in all of Canada, market cap wise. We've seen Amazon go from how many billions to now over a trillion dollars in worth. Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk becoming the richest people in the world. Tech stocks have absolutely feasted. But there was one tech stock that was lagging the whole time. That was Google. Google was just behind and for what reason? Uh, some people thought it was the upcoming lawsuit that was coming up. Some people thought that they were getting targeted by the government trying to eventually break them up. But they should have never been lagging the whole pandemic the way they were, which caused some investors like Michael Burry, the famous big short investor, to take a massive position in Google. And it's part of the reason why I came out with a podcast a couple months ago talking about how Google was the most undervalued tech stock at the time. That was probably when Google was around 1,300, 1,400 in stock price. I had a massive position before I sold a lot of it, actually all of it to buy my house. And recently Google just hit around 2,000, $2,100 in price. I mean, that's like plus 50, that's actually around a 50% return in such a short period of time absolute insanity. And I think this value didn't come out of nowhere. I think it was just being undervalued compared to the rapid increase among its peers. But there is a couple of things that I've noticed in Google specifically this year that um, have specifically caught my interest around the community. The big thing I see is, although my assumption is that the advertisement dollars went down during the pandemic, like everywhere during March, April time, advertisement dollars plummeted, whether that's traditional TV, whether that's digital TV, and of course, whether that's literally your um, on-demand, like YouTube years experience, like experience. However, I saw on YouTube the watch time and the views absolutely explode. I think content creators everywhere, like you could have looked at your favorite content creator anywhere, and you saw their channels absolutely explode, whether that's Abba and Preach, whether that's Vosh, or whether you're someone who watches more traditional media. Another catalyst that I saw too was specifically if you were a black creator during this time, especially with the whole George Floyd protest going on. Typically, you know, there was all of that controversy on among the social media apps like TikTok, where black creators were getting suppressed and not necessarily getting put out beyond um, their majority black audience. But this year, it seems that like I only can see two creators, you know, to reference this, but it seems that black creators like Kevin Samuels and Abin Preach have absolutely their their channels and followings absolutely exploded. It was to the point where Abin Preach took multiple months off and their content or their channel went from like 500,000 subscribers to now a million subscribers while they took off time off like their videos within the YouTube algorithm got so prioritized and that managed to build a wide strong fan base for Abin Preach it was pretty crazy 
But I think nothing's as crazy as the Kevin Samuels phenomenon. Now, I've said his name a couple of times. I've put his name in the title, but a lot of people aren't familiar with who this guy is. And I think, you know, the reason I created the Uneducated Investor podcast is I wanted to look at all these different areas to see where real wealth is being generated and kind of bring it to the forefront because I think, you know, you can look at Google's, you can look at their, you know, their 10K, you can look at their uh, quarterly financial statements, you can read everything about them, but when you really investigate what's going on with their products like YouTube, you can see why Google has been such a dominant company and, and why they're continuing to dominate dominate and one of the ways to track their actual progress of how the company's doing is to see how their creators are actually flourishing and growing or the people who are using their products are flourishing and growing right and i think kevin samuels is the biggest example of this right so kevin samuels is someone who used to work in the corporate world used to do corporate sales and then near the end like the later half of his career he became an image consultant for a lot of people that worked within the corporate world. He got him to dress fresh, got him to dress fly, right? Now, as he was trying to transition from more corporate job to a more, you know, digital, make money all the time, just a more passive income type role where like YouTube has that potential where you can make, you know, these small videos, these small assets and actually have them generate money for you. His content style started to change. He became more of a, you know, personal one-on-one image consultant to now he was just talking to men and trying to improve, um, you know, be like a life coach for men essentially, right? So he went on YouTube, talked about men's issues and try to be that life coach for men. Eventually, as all men in the YouTube world know, um, when you talk about that type of content, the incel community or the men's issues community will start really swarming your content. So he was a guy that, you know, Kevin Samuels, a black creator, started to talk to a lot of the incel community. Incel is involuntarily celibate. It's the people who have problems really talking to girls and communicating with girls, right? And he gave them that old school, like conservative um, type of approach like that pull yourself by the bootstraps man become a more of a man you know make money he's more like if you're someone who follows politics at all if you're familiar with the left and familiar with the right kevin samuel's kind of philosophy in life leans very right so he gave a lot of the right um right wing type of advice right traditional male type of advice man you got to make more money you got to become more confident more assertive and it really started um, resonating with a base. However, this year, two big things really happened for Kevin Samuels. One is, and this is a guy who's been creating YouTube videos for three years. One is he started really focusing on the women's segment. So instead of just giving advice to men, he started talking and giving advice to women. And because this is a guy who's 50 years old, been in corporate America, has that VP level type of money, has that, quite frankly, FU money. Um, he was giving like vicious advice to men. Like he was, he was giving the most straight up, like, like just, just tell you right between your eyes, just the straight up, no holding back type of tough love advice to men. 
And he went and as soon as he started giving that tough love advice to women, his channel started exploding. That and plus the prioritization more of black creators on YouTube, those two events turned his channel from maybe like around 50 to 100K to now he's approaching 400 and he's almost at 500K at this moment. Absolute insanity of a thing. And right now his whole content model and he's been shifting and evolving and taking calls and really focusing on how to improve his channel. His content model has focused on how do I dominate this new space that I am before he's strictly talking about image consulting. Now he's in a space where when you're talking to women, one of the things that a lot of rich professional women struggle with is how do I get a man or a man that I deem worthy for me. And Kevin's whole approach to it, while it does have a lot of shock value, while it does have a lot of tough love, and while he tells them, gives them straight up talk, you know, that conservative right-wing type of approach to solving your problems, it resonates with the audience and it provides results. So in a short six-month period, he's already had around six couples um, that have proposed, which is insane, like absolutely insane results for a YouTuber. This is a one guy behind a camera creating these type of results. Absolutely insane. And then with his absolute meteoric rise, whether that's on Instagram, whether that's on YouTube, the, the biggest thing that's really shocking me right now is how big potentially his channel and influence can get. One of the things I've really been talking about in my last podcast is how much you, uh, money these YouTubers are actually making. I was absolutely shocked. I talked about on the finance YouTube specifically, people like Graham Stephan and Meet Kevin were making over 100K per month. Ridiculous. Graham Stephan, 200K per month now on YouTube. Ab absolutely ridiculous. That's only from their AdSense revenue. That's the ads that roll on their videos. That's only from their one income source, how much they're making specifically on YouTube. Kevin, although he doesn't have necessarily the rich finance type of advertiser trying to advertise on his video, he does have a format, a YouTube format that realistically is very attractive to a lot of advertisers. He's a guy who prides himself in, you know, the high value type of category. So he's easily bringing in advertisers who want to advertise very expensive things, whether that's clone, uh, cologne, clothes, suits, fragrances, shoes, any sort of high type of value item. His show is perfect to advertise him on that. And again, another thing that his show does really well is YouTube wanted to get into the live streaming space to really capture that market that Twitch has had a hold on for a long time. Kevin does two and a half hour shows, three hour shows on YouTube multiple times a week, turns those live streams into clips. And you can only imagine how much more that adds to his YouTube algorithm prioritization. YouTube wants to keep you on their website and using their their numbers, their math, they realize that live streams keep people on YouTube 
longer than just watching normal videos. They keep you on YouTube, they keep you attentive, they keep you interactive. That's what YouTube wants. They want you on your website. And when a channel like Kevin Samuels has these long form videos, live streams, interactives that brings an active audience there. I mean, I've seen some of his videos do anywhere from like 10 to 20 to sometimes almost up to 30,000 live concurrent viewers. I mean, that's like ninja numbers. You know, Ninja, the Twitch gamer, he's doing those numbers talking about dating. So this year alone, it's not going to be a surprise that Kevin clears seven figures. But as you can see, this title of this episode, what do I see in his channel that makes me think that it's going to be an eight figure channel in the future? And it's very obvious. So I've talked about the business side of the whole channel and why I think it's successful. But the content, content is always king. The content is absolutely golden. It's it's one of a kind content, never seen anything like it. And it's an older guy giving typically younger people advice on the dating world, specifically younger black women. And in the black community, if you didn't know, only 25% of black women are actually getting in marriages, which is a really low rate. This is lower than it was in like the 60s and 70s. So this rate makes absolutely no sense, right? And of course, that would reference that there is something within the culture that is causing people not to want to get married, specifically women, specifically black women. And he attacks it head on, head on. And it's all about the actual expectations. He brings up the stats. He asks women, you know, how much do you think the average man makes? Most of them think around 7,500K. He lets them know it's 40K. He People think that black men don't like black women. He lets them know that 85% of black men are married to black women. Every race prefers their own race. That's something that everybody most people are aware of, but there's things in our culture that promote other things that aren't backed by statistics. So what's super unique about Kevin's model is the longer he promotes the actual statistics within the black community, the longer he promotes his philosophy and the longer that he creates an environment where people who are coming in with crazy crazy thoughts about or philosophies about dating come into Kevin's world. He rewires their philosophy and actually has them ready to get married. What's happening is like how Tinder has a monopoly on millennial dating right now. And anyone who wants to go on a date is going online. What are they using to go on online dating? If you're a millennial, you're using Tinder most of the times and how Tinder is literally the top grossing app on the app store, what Kevin is going to be doing is for all of the Gen X and old millennials and even boomers even, he is slowly building a monopoly on that dating market. What do I mean by that? There is a lot of men out there who, once they get successful, if you're a guy making over 100K, you're in the top 10% of men. Every single woman that comes on a show puts out their criteria. 
they want a guy who makes at least 100K, which because a lot of people are unaware of the actual stats of how much people make, they don't realize that 100K is an astronomical amount. Like you're in the top 10% of men in North America. That's how much money you're making at that point. Now, as soon as, you know, people who watch this program on a regular basis, whether that's weekly, monthly, they've been, you know, viewers of it for multiple months. What happens is their expectations of what they're expecting in the marriage market actually adjust to the reality of their, you know, marriage market value. And now whenever any female comes on his channel or any female is commenting on his videos and says, I agree with you, Kevin, everything you're saying is great. What's happening is there's a lot of men who, for the most part, gave up on marriage and just wanted to fool around are seeing that there's women that they want to connect with. And what's happening is he's creating an atmosphere where there's going to be a lot of natural people actually getting together within his community. Now, I don't want this to sound one-sided, like women have just the brunt of the, you know, um, reason why people aren't getting married. Kevin went three years hard on men talking about, you got to get a job. You got to get two jobs if you need one. So you got to work 60 hours a week. You got to learn how to dress, smell nice. You got to shower daily. You got to learn how to wash your booty hole. He went through all of these videos going hard at men. You got to lose weight. You got to be in shape. You got to be confident, assertive. You got to be intelligent. He, he went hard at men, hard, telling them what it is if they want to be a successful man that women actually want to come with. And now he's telling the same sort of rhetoric to females and he's creating atmospheres where two people come on a platform, whether that's his Facebook group that he created or any other group he wants to create, they come marriage minded and all of a sudden people are at a place where they're actually ready to be married and in the mindset of actually trying to make a marriage work. So let me ask you a question. What happens when Michael B. Jordan says, hey, Kevin, can I be the catch on your show? Can you find me a female? What happens when Rihanna comes on a show and says, hey, Kevin, I'm just looking for a good man. Can you help me find a good man? What happens when he starts using his platform to be the matchmaker for major celebrities? Because so far, no one's really figured out how to really do this matchmaking thing. Tinder has a great way of doing it as a, uh, you know, just a, more of a hookup culture for millennials. But no one's really had success at being a mainstream professional matchmaker in the US. In India, this is something common. I mean, you can see on Netflix.com, they literally got a series about it, like their family gets involved. Sometimes they get actual professionals involved. In America, no one's really been able to be that professional matchmaker. And the closest we got is something like Plenty of Fish. But now Kevin puts a face on it, puts a brand on it. And he creates an atmosphere where people, the average person is ready to be married. And the way that Tinder's grossing millions from just doing it for millennials, if Kevin can do this for 
everyone else, I think we're going to see the dollars coming in and we're going to see something really, really turn is something to watch and as always the best most brightest investors are the uneducated ones that's because the uneducated investor they never stop learning have you watched a kevin samuels video before do you think he's too harsh do you think his rhetoric and tone is too terrible and do you think he's a terrible person or do you think he's right about a lot of things that he says let me know i'm at on twitter it's at flight on twitter and we flight crew have to take off yeah.